Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to Christ for Culture. We're looking forward to getting to know all of you guys and building a community. And so on this podcast, we're just going to be talking about real life topics. So we're going to be talking about relationship with God. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, anxiety, you know, just a plethora of things. So tune in. And also we filmed an introduction video. So you can actually pause this video right now and go look at yes. that. You get a full background on all of us, why we decided to start this, and then tune back into this one. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to another C4C episode. We are so thankful to have you here with us today. And this is our last episode of the season. So you're gonna tune into a great one. Um, but before we get into the topic, I just want to introduce everybody. And Indy, I'm Shay. My name is Kai. I'm Dawn. And I'm Jess. And I'm then Dawn. the other Indy, the Indy <laughs> men. KO. I'm Josh. Hey. And then we have the K sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Courtney. I'm Kellen. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then our discussion topic tonight is deception. So I will put it into the hands of our moderator, Mr. Kenton. All right. Well, when it comes to deception, we're just. We talked about it a little in the past episodes and things of that nature, but we know how deception can kind of affect and throw off a lot in a believer's life, even a, a non-believer if they're not aware of it. So one of the things uh, we can start off with, we want to discuss, like, how does deception in our emotions and our identity kind of affect our purpose? And for when I, I can start off here, it kind of affects our emotions and identity completely. Like it can throw us off the path completely that the Lord has set for us. So I was doing a lot of thinking uh the, this week and kind of writing some things down. So emotionally, it can take us, you know, for example, take some example uh, happening to us we didn't like or appreciate how it happened. So instead of learning from it, or most importantly, you know, going to the Lord about it, uh, we can find ourselves kind of tricking ourselves. That's where, again, deception kind of makes its way in. We can trick ourselves into a truth of our own making. So no backing behind it, no nothing behind it. And the devil really doesn't have to do anything at all, honestly. All he has to kind of do is kind of be a yes man at that point. But especially when uh, emotionally we can be led astray there. And then identity wise, we're supposed to know that we're children of God, that we're made in his image, that what he has for us is, you know, beyond anything we can imagine. But again, deception can also incorporate smooth talkers, those who have dark cunning about themselves, those who are meant to confuse and harm, and they see that they can confuse and harm you. So they can say things that, again, if you're not aware or ready to fight and counter, they can pierce, you know, through your armor. And that we're supposed to have on and keep polished and prepared. So that's some of the things I noticed when it comes to deception, how it can affect us emotionally and affect our uh, our identity. I don't know uh, anyone. It's open to anyone here. But what do you, what do y'all think when it comes to deception? I think um, just to lay the groundwork of deception itself, um, deception's conception started in the garden mm -hmm. with Eve. Um, and really, Adam had the commitment not to eat of the tree of good of the knowledge of good and evil. And so when Eve was deceived 
by the tempter. We all know who that is, the devil. Um, I think even before sin presented itself, they never even got to experience the full capacity of feelings. And so they only experienced what was good. They never experienced what was bad. So the devil presented it as an opportunity. Like you can know good and evil. You'll be as gods to know good and evil. And so that deception led her into thinking like, oh, you know what? I can be like God. Mm. And because they only know good when she ate of it, then she became aware that she was naked. Would you say that in that case, would you say that um, Satan played up on her emotions? Yes. I was trying to tie that in. I forgot where I was going. But yeah. <laughs> I was just yeah, because, <laughs> because they only had like a one-dimensional perception of uh, good which was good. She didn't really know. So her being introduced to temptation was playing up on her emotions and it looked good to eat. It was appealing to eat. So she's experiencing these things being tempted, not knowing really what it is. And so, yeah, you have, you made a good point that it, the devil really did uh, play up on her emotions and thus Mm -hmm. those types of feelings were beginning to be birthed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So kind of just like experiencing emotions that she had never experienced before right because you know before all they had experienced was like you said good or like joy or peace and all the like the good stuff because there was no sin in the world so i got you Mm -hmm. and i want to say like you know with that um with eve you know a lot of us are deceived because we don't have the information or we don't have the um we don't have the information we don't have the the truth right Mm -hmm. but can you say that she had information? Did she have truth knowing what was, you know, what was the mm-hmm. case if she eat of the apple? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. Cause Adam told her. Mm-hmm. Right. So what would, you know, so ultimately what I'm saying is deception um, at a, at a crisis moment when you have to um, kind of think about the devil or lay his information and you already have the truth. And at that moment, a decision has to be made. And you have to analyze, hey, you know, the truth and the lie there. And that's mm-hmm. where the deception can be made if you choose to go on with yeah. that information, what the devil is relaying to you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and a lot that's of times cool. we'll, a lot of times we'll have it, the right information, but we just, like you said, playing off our emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just decided to go with that because she just, well, I felt like this was, you know, what he was saying. I kind of wanted to, I was intrigued by that. So, and then once you dive into it, like Jasmine was saying, um, your eyes became opened and then you could never get back to where you were, but you thought you could. And so mm-hmm. sin leads you further than you want to go, keeps you longer than what you want to stay. Like mm-hmm. Pastor said, basically all, all, all the way down. Mm-hmm. So right. <laughs> a long way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good. And um, I'm not going to say, you know, clearly names or anything. And I love you if you're listening to this. But I just had a conversation with somebody recently and, um, you know, she was going through like a rough patch in her life and stuff. And um, somebody introduced to her a book and she was like um, really into the book and stuff. And she was telling me about it and something for some reason didn't sit right with me when she told me about it. And um, and she knows the word and she's, you know, privy to things like she she's pretty sound, I would say, like you can have a legit conversation with her. She loves God. Um and so I looked it up, you know me, Google research, I'm in it. And um, I'm like, ooh, they're saying this, ooh, this, ooh. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, did you 
read any of the back of the book? And she's mm-hmm. like, no, she actually was like, I didn't. I've just been listening to it. And I've been so lured in. She literally used the word lured in. Mm-hmm. The book had, like Josh was saying, like, and Jasmine was saying, parts of the truth mixed in with the lie. And mm-hmm. she, I'm telling y'all, she she knows the word. She loves God. She is in tune with the Holy Spirit. But she didn't research. She just started listening. And she didn't get far into it yet. But we believe that it was like not by design that she mentioned it to me. And you know, y'all know me immediately. Let's look into it. <laughs> and it was just like one of those things. And so she was like, I- I'm going to pray on that. And she was like, and I'm going to research it too. And she acknowledged that though. She acknowledged that that's an issue. No, I did not catch that. But I'm thankful that you pointed that out to me type yeah. of thing. But she had a choice. She could have played it off, downplayed it and been like, well, I see some hints of the truth in here. But she, since she knows God for herself, she was like, she started thinking about things she had heard. She's like, you know, you're right. They said this, you know, you're right. They said that. And all of a sudden, hmm, she's thinking about it. But if mm-hmm. the devil played up on her emotions in a season of life that she was in mm-hmm. and and dropped that seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to um, talk about too, Don, like in that story that you just told. But it's always like a seed that's planted. I feel like that's how the enemy and that's how deception like is able to seep in because it is normally like, for instance, like your friend was going through a tough time in her life or a rough season or whatever it is. And then it's like all of a sudden you just get like, because you personally have like your own thoughts or your own questions or your own concerns or whatever. And so then like the seed can be planted playing off of one of your concerns, one of the questions that you have, something that is just kind of like, oh, you know, like I don't really, for example, like like this about myself or whatever it is. And so then the seed is like it twists that thought or twists that question and like kind of makes you lean into that. And then I feel like that leads, you know, like the path towards deception and it starts just like widening, you know, like, how do I say? Because I'm thinking of the scripture, um, the scripture where it says um, the path is narrow, like the path yeah. to the Lord is narrow. Yes. And what's the scripture? yes. And then the wide. So mm-hmm. it's just like, it's kind of widening like Mm -hmm. your perception, like your perspective. And instead of like keeping straight and narrow into God's truth, it's like widening and leading, leaving you open to more Mm -hmm. deception and to more, you know, just like different thoughts and yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's so important. And just piggyback off what you're saying, Courtney, you know, just saying simply the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence Mm -hmm. because out of it flows the issues of life. You know, so like we may have a season in our life where, you know, we're, we got a spot where we're kind of vulnerable um, and a seed can come in and change our direction. Um, but that's why we have to be we have to guard our hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right. And then kind of touching more on deception scripturally. Uh, first, Peter. It kind of touches on a few things. First Peter, the second chapter, twenty-first to twenty-second verse, uh, reading from the, the ESV. It said, "For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in His steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in His mouth." You know, King James also calls it a guile, which again goes back to dark cunning. 
New King James also calls it deceit. So we know, again, where Jesus, again, no deceit found in him. He didn't walk in any of that. And then even in Psalm 101, uh, David, how he approached uh, uh, deceit, you know, he, he walked with integrity, how he, he didn't want to know nothing of evil, how those walked in the way that, again, that was blameless, could be the only ones to minister to him. So in one, like the seventh verse, it reads, no one who practices deceit shall dwell in my house. No one who utters lies shall continue before my eyes. So kind of going off of what everyone's saying here, again, that's the mentality you have to have is kind of pinpointing, like what Don was saying, researching, looking in, knowing what, if something doesn't sound right, if something doesn't sit well with you, again, we all have the Holy Spirit, who's our authority. We, you have to be able to pinpoint and, and understand, again, what deception is and how it's trying to come at you. The enemy doesn't play fair. We know how the enemy goes against things. And uh, again, we just have to have that mentality to see it and, and point things out, not only to ourselves, but also to others. Again, as Dawn was talking about her friend, just being able to point these things out, understand uh, how it can, again, throw, uh, how deception can throw us off of our path entirely. And uh, again, touching on purpose, things of that nature, I was going to ask you guys, what, what does our purpose in Christ mean to you guys? Uh, I think especially for newcomers, you know, some that might be listening, uh, tuning in. Uh, some may wonder what this is all really for. What's the point? Is it just kind of, are we trying to escape hell? Is that, is that mainly it? Or are we just trying to get a relationship with God or, or is it doing good works or, or is it all of the above? Like why, why are we living this life out with purpose? Why is it so important to make sure deception doesn't throw our purpose off? Um, I could say that, you know, we have to just know God's heart. So God, God has a plan for us, right? You know, he, mm -hmm. he, he has, uh, Christ has prepared a place for us. So he has a plan. He has a heart for us, a plan for us. And while we're here on this earth, um, God requires us to, you know, worship him in our bodies, uh, have our bodies as a living sacrifice unto him and mm -hmm. just be ambassadors of Christ. Um, those that are in Christ, um, be a light, mm -hmm. uh, and, and be, be a testimony and share the gospel, share the good news. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's, you know, majority of it. Um, but, um, in, in that whole purpose that God has in his plan, he will also, uh, you know, while you're walking with him, um, kind of give you your calling. He'll kind of, mm, um, he'll kind of just kind of with relationship will kind of help you to see your calling within his purpose that he has designed. There you go. Mm -hmm. that's yeah. That's good. That's really good. It was good. so good. Josh, I had wrote down something similar to that, like almost verbatim. I mean, oh. that's a twin time moment right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say for me, it kind of feels like our purpose is to choose Christ willingly because <laughs> we have free will. But the Lord wants us to choose him on our own, not to because the Bible says every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. So everybody's going to going to do it at some mm -hmm. point. But I think the purpose, the main purpose is to do it on your own free will. Mm -hmm. that's, good. that's good. To me, that's good. To me, that ties mm -hmm. into like um, what you were saying, Josh, and it sounds like Jasmine too, twin time moment. And um, when I thought of that question too, because sometimes the whole purpose thing rings to me, but like what you're saying is like, I believe our purpose begins with worship. So I believe that like anybody that's searching for their purpose or doesn't know what their purpose is in life, it starts with having a heart of worship, worshiping in spirit and in truth. And I think that stems from what you're saying in terms of like 
in order to worship you to first choose God and love God. And then it takes you to another level to where you reverence him, you honor him, you worship him. And then in return from that, all of a sudden you start to see other things in your life and you're like, oh, this is what I'm called to do in the Lord. And then certain other purposes can be birthed through your worship. And I feel like he kind of like showed me that last week. And it was like, he was like, it starts with your worship. If you can't worship me first, then you won't ever truly see your true purpose in life because you're not reverencing me first and foremost because your your first purpose is to worship me. Like you said, every knee shall bow and tongue shall confess. Why is every knee bowing? Mm. They're honoring and reverencing the king and glory. Mm. They're going to worship him whether they want to do it or not. So like you're saying in terms of like choosing to worship him, choosing to submit to him. Mm -hmm. I believe that's where your purpose starts. Mm -hmm. That's good. That is good. I do want to add to that just just briefly. Um, before we can truly worship God, we must know his, and I think we talked about this before in one of our episodes, but we must truly know what is required of us. Mm -hmm. So we know his commandments and his heart in his commandments we can truly worship him because we understand his, his, his will. And then worship is birthed out of knowing who he is mm -hmm. and realize that the God like this. And so I'm going yeah. to worship. Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do you, how do you get to the place where you know him and what's required of you to further, you know, live in the purpose that he's called you to live in in order to worship him, you have to, um, make sure that you're carving out time to be intimate with the Lord. Like you need intimacy with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And how else will you know? How else will he be able to reveal his purpose for you in your life unless you're spending time with him, unless you're wanting to listen to him and to um, be at his feet in reverence, like Don was saying, in worship. You know, you need to spend quiet time with the one who's created you, the one who's called you, the reason why you're here. So we have to, we have to be in his, in, in, as scripture says, in his secret place um, where he can reveal what he wants to reveal to us. What, so he can tell us what is required of us, what he's wanting for us in this season to reveal the next steps, to reveal that because oftentimes our purpose it seems so much bigger than us. You know, it is so much bigger than us. It can seem impossible to accomplish. But if the Lord, the King of Kings, you know, is the one who's calling you to it, he's going to equip you for it. And so mm -hmm. he's going to strengthen you. He's going to lead you. He's going to make the path straight. He's going to open doors that you didn't even know were possible and revealing, you know, your purpose and the plan that he has for your life. So it's about making sure that you're taking that time with him, you know, so that he can actually talk to you and that you can actually listen to him and hear his heart and pray. Right. Amen. That's good. It's like, Amen. I hear relationship, like out of everything that you just said, it's just building that relationship with him. That's how you get to know him. So you begin to believe by hearing the word of God mm -hmm. and you begin to understand what his, his purpose is for your life and the calling he's placed upon your life through that intimacy, like you said, Courtney, and mm -hmm. actually building that relationship. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's really good. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Y'all are 
y'all are hitting this pretty good here. And and kind of going from the relationship angle, you know, in a relationship, sometimes folks can go, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with me. So one of, one of the things I was going to talk to you guys about was, do you think, especially nowadays, do you think people like to be deceived? Do you think people like the lie more than the truth? Because when I was doing some thinking on it, like in studying Ephesians 4, it was talking about like putting on, taking off, put off your old self and putting on your new self. But like I was saying, you know, sometimes relationships, somebody might be like, I mean, I don't see anything wrong. I don't have too many issues on my end. Maybe my old man has more good things than than bad. Why and how could that, you know, mentally cause folks to to maybe hate the truth and like to lie more? What do y'all think? Well, I, think I mean, I think oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 you're good. I think human nature is to gravitate towards what makes you feel good. You know, God will call you out and put you on a spot and be like, you know, this may have been fun, but you know, this isn't this doesn't align with what, what I want you to do. So I think like I can't remember who it was that was mentioning mix, mixing some oh Don mix, mixing some of the word with you know, like some of those worldly practices. I think that's appealing to some people because just like, oh well, it's like I you know, I still believe in God, but Oh, but this like makes my flesh feel good, you know. So yes, and like you said one time. Oh, go ahead, Josh. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Don. You go ahead. I'm I'm real quick. Um, I think somebody said one time. I think it was you, Kellen, actually, that said um, immediate gratification is like one of the things our culture and like these times really like. And in terms of like mixing the worldly things with the scripture, sometimes that brings like that immediate gratification and how they feel, but they don't know necessarily the long term effects of mm-hmm. keeping up that practice. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I I believe on a past episode, uh, Jasmine kind of spoke on like the sanctification process. You know, it's not always pleasant. I think people always want to feel pleasant. Mm-hmm. So they stay in a place where they're not growing, you know, yeah. but God has to push you outside of that and allow you to go through some uncomfortable feelings in order for him to elevate you and to bring him closer into holiness. So talk that talk, sis. I was just getting to go there, but, you know. Go there, go there. Like this generation, and I, it's going to get worse and worse, as uh, Christ has said, but uh, pretty much they don't allow conviction to rest in their hearts and their mind. Mm. Uh, you know, they, they, like Kellen was saying, they, the flesh, the old man, uh, they like the feeling of that old man, how the, mm-hmm. the way it makes them feel. Mm-hmm. It's pleasurable. It's, it's, hey, it makes me feel good. I don't care if it's right, but hey, right now at this moment, I don't see what's wrong with it. Yeah. But we know that we know that um, lust is deceitful, right? Mm-hmm. And all the world is lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, you know, if, if you cannot be convicted in your hearts by, um, you know, either your brother, sister, and Lord, or uh, just anybody, you know, if you if you can't if you can't take uh, con- uh, 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 correction mm-hmm. how can you get better like helen's saying how can you grow in the lord or how can you even come to know god if you can't be convicted of your wrongdoing right right mm-hmm. you know that's, that's helen touched on that's that's it yeah that's good like right. yeah. oh Donald, you about to say something i said that's good oh i thought you were, <laughs> were gonna go further okay <laughs> but um like piggyback off of what josh was saying like 
how a lot of like people in our culture, like our peers, like we can speak about our generation. Like I feel a lot of our generation are led by their feelings, are led by their emotions. And, and it's like tied to, because I've heard where, you know, generations prior to us, you know, they didn't really, they weren't really expressive with their feelings or like in touch with their emotions. So it's kind of like, we're going on the complete opposite end. So it's like, there's a, there's a good side to that. And then there can be a bad side to it as well. It's like, you do need to um, make sure that you're addressing how you're feeling. Um, but who are you submitting that to, you know, in the end of that? So so it's like, if you're just like, if me just going off me, if I was led by, if I went off of how I felt all the time, <laughs> I don't know where I'd be right now. <laughs> um, but, no. Yeah, but it's like a lot of the emotions, like in today's culture, when people are constantly expressing how they're feeling, it's, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's immediately validated. It's immediately like said as this is what it is like, yes, continue to, you know, like lean into that and believe in that and like how you feel, but where are the checks and balances as, you know, as to how you're feeling and that thought. So it's like Josh was saying, like where we need conviction, like that's the Holy Spirit's our checks and balances based on how how we're feeling. Because a lot of times, like I do, I be thinking some crazy stuff sometimes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's not right. And to add to all this, the the effect of not letting yourself be convicted is you're able to be easily offended. Mm -hmm. And and Christ Mm -hmm. said, Matthews, I think it's what 24 and four. I got it right here. I'm not going to read it all, but um, pretty much he says, um, you know, when we do all that, we're easily offended. We'll we'll be easily offended. And then um, the love of those will wax cold because they are they are not letting themselves be convicted and they are they are going about doing things of their own lust and their heart starts uh, getting hardened. You know, we let pride because when you don't let when you don't let yourself be convicted, uh, you don't let conviction set in. Um, you're easily offended, so nobody can correct you. Um, mm-hmm. And so then pride sets in. Okay, mm-hmm. when pride sets in, then you let the heart hardens over time because what you're doing you think is right, and so nobody can tell you anything. And then when your heart is hardened, I mean, it takes. I mean, it will take some tremendous time for you to get that open again and realize, hey, this is where I'm at. I need to be convicted, and you know, to grow from there. So it's you know, it's a process. That process happens and. Um, and Christ was talking about that in, in Matthew 24. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Something you said earlier, Josh, and I, I can't remember verbatim what you said, but basically like going back because um, you're talking about changing, I think. And then you said certain things about like going back to things that made you feel good when you're like coming out of a certain lifestyle and stuff like that. Um, it made me think of um, the Israelites, you know, when God took them out of Egypt and he was, taking them through the wilderness, like taking them a different way, because he could have taken them, I guess there was two paths they could have taken, one that was way more easier, straightforward to get where they were going, but he took them through the wilderness for their own sake, because he knew that they were going to desire the things that they had just been taken out of and brought out of, and going through the wilderness... (laughs) 
is a little more rugged and things of that nature. And like, you can't go back as easily as you would have before if he would have taken you through a less, um, not at, like a less complicated or like harsher route to get to where he was taking you to go. And it's like, but in that they still wanted to go back. They were still saying they wanted to go back to like what you and Kellen were saying, like to the things that bring immediate gratification, the things that used to feel good to their flesh, um, mm -hmm. that feels good right now. But he's taking you to somewhere better. Like we're talking about with purpose. He's taking you to a higher and greater purpose. But if you stay the course, if you weather the storm, if you go through the wilderness, if you go through the route that's not the least, the most appealing to take, he's doing it for a reason, you know, and you have to trust it and just continue to walk in it and like learn, like you guys said, like the convictions, the things you're supposed to learn in those seasons. It's mm -hmm. this path that he has designed for us that includes suffering and pain and hardship and trials that we're supposed to count it as joy is for a reason. It's yeah. to get to the land of milk and honey. It's to get to heaven. It's to get to be with our King of glory and our Savior. It's to get to the things on earth that are filled with purpose, but we have to stay in the court. Right. Yeah. And in the process, you got to weed all that bad stuff out, man. He got to get he got to get us to see what we are mm. and realize yeah. who he is. Right. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. so that's good. And it's like to go back to Josh's point about um you know, the love of many will wax cold. And if you're so, if you're not willing to be corrected, if you're not willing to like see that you have areas that you need to grow in or that your feelings are the only thing that matters and things like that. And like he was saying, like that can build up pride, like that can build up, like um, we hear this word thrown around a lot, but I feel like it can build into narcissism as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so if our purpose, our purpose, is one of our main purposes is to love others, show the love of Christ to others. Um, how can we do that if you're so self-focused, so self-centered, and you're not willing to see anything else but yourself? You know, you're not willing to realize, and it can make you cold towards other people, cold towards what other the plight of other people. Um, it, it can make you not empathize, or you know, towards other people, and make you not even want to. You know, so it just like starts to to breed into into something that's much more deceptive, <laughs> and yeah, that's um, a hindrance towards our purpose to love other people and to bring them to Christ. So that's good. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good right there. And and kind of going off what you're saying, Courtney. Uh, one of the questions was like, what are what are some truths that we can use found in God's Word, and how did we apply them to combat deception. Uh, I think you kind of touched on it there, but uh, is there, are there any other more truths that we can use any, you know, things in the word that we can, they can see that we can uh, combat deception when it comes to the things, when it comes to trying to, to throw us off our purpose. Do you, you guys know any more? Um, mm -hmm. I, I could just say, you know, which we all know, this is just the promises of God. Mm -hmm. his promises are what yes and amen yeah. so if you know god's promises and you know he can't lie then you know that if you continue to do the word of god and you know what he says is true then it's going to come to pass and so all you have to do is stay the course stay the course and keep believing and you know those deceptions and maybe those those lies or those thoughts that come in your head you know those should those should be torn down if we if we are being mm -hmm. obedient and faithful to god um his spirit will the holy spirit will you know convict us if there's anything wrong 
Um, we go to God, um, relay that to him. He'll mm-hmm. give us his word that he wants us to, that, that needs to, the word that he wants to, uh, the, the word we need, may need in our life to combat, combat that mm-hmm. in that season. Uh, and then, yeah, that's, I mean, the promises of God is one way just to, hey, God says this, I promise. He promised. He, he He's not going to lie. Yep. This is it. I'm going to stay with this. Amen. Yeah. I would say something else is um, to remain and pray for humility, to pray for humbleness, because if we're constantly in a state of humility, then we're constantly reverent to him. You know, like we constantly see him and our posture before him in a reverent position. And so we're always realizing that there is no, I have not reached the ceiling of holiness. You know, I'm always needing to grow. I'm always needing to be taught. Um, I'm all, I'm always needing to be sanctified and to be led by him. Like I will never reach the pinnacle. You know, I'm always in need of him and he's the only person. The Lord is the only person who can, who can help us and guide us and lead us. And we want his correction because he is the alpha and the omega. He, I mean, there's nothing else, no one else. So just remaining in that position of humility before him, I feel will also help you, you know, to combat lies um, and deception because you're remaining um, in his presence, you're remaining with him and you're remaining in reverence of him and who he is. Um, so then you're always wanting to lean into him and to hear him. Um, so then that creates a space of the, you know, the intimacy and things like that. And um, just being, um, just having a heart posture towards him at all times. And I'm sorry, Courtney, that's, that's amazing. Cause I mean, no, seriously, I do got to say this because when you stay humble and you have spirit of humility on you, um, the worst the worst and easiest deception is self-deception. Mm. And most of the time when self-deception comes in, it's because we have pride. And when mm. pride comes in, you know, you're, you're going to fall, right? So yeah. you're humble, you keep yourself from being being prideful. Man, and I just feel like there's so many aspects to go down with that, too. <laughs> with what you just said. but And also, like, I think just the point with that, too, like, Pride comes in so many different forms. You know, there's some people that everybody could say, you need humility, you have a, you have pride. That's one of the biggest things that we all struggle with in different ways. It's like pride, self, right? And if everybody actually, everybody takes a look and assesses themselves in those areas that they may be prideful, you can see have so much freedom and liberty if you truly take a good inventory of yourself in the areas that pride may rest. And it's in so many different forms. It's not always the most obvious form either. But I would just encourage like, so what Josh and Courtney are saying, anybody is like, mm, I'm pretty meek or like, I actually have low self-esteem. And I think we all probably struggle with that too. You, you, honey, you still can have a lot of pride, even in low self-esteem, even in insecurities, even in, I like to play the background. There's stuff there too. So I would just say assess, assess yourself and take a good inventory of yourself. Right. Mm. With all three points, um, being humble and just praying to God about it, even if he leads for someone else to show you the deception, just as Don mentioned about the story she gave, um, to confess that to God. Confess it 
Um, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So he'll, if you confess, if you confess it, he'll help you in the midst of it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, as we come to a close here, uh, does anyone have anything they want to share about maybe their own journeys, you know, or finding your purpose and kind of stepping into it and, and uh, through those journeys, maybe even recognizing, you know, that the help that we've had to distinguish the lies versus the truth. Does anyone have anything they want to share to the audience here? I, I can say one thing real quick um, that, you know, in our journey in our relationship with God, um, you know, we're going to come against a lot of challenges, uh, a lot of words, a lot of information, especially in this day and time. Um, a lot of things, a lot of things people go through is deception shows up because a lot of people have uh, certain mistaken certainties, uh, which things that they hold as right, but in all actuality, they're wrong. Hmm. And so those are, those can build up strongholds in the mind. Um, and so a lot of times we go through life, um, those strongholds, those mistaken certainties cause us to make decisions. We, we, we make decisions out of those mistake, mistaken certainties which caused us to go another direction. Uh, and so I've, you know, I've had some mistaken certainties in my life where I thought something was, this was definitely right. And I built up a kind of a bad belief in that. Mm. And so, you know, you make decisions on that. You're like, wow, I didn't have to go this route at all. If I just would have known the truth. Mm. And, it, and it doesn't necessarily have to be anything spiritual, but it can be anything in life. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, that can take you a whole another direction. You can take 10 years off your life. And just off that little deception of, you know, mm -hmm. mistaken certainties. That's, That's really good. Yeah. Good point. I would just say to real quick, real simple, just run everything, line stuff up with the Bible. Like that's your ultimate source of truth. And if situations and circumstances are not lining up with what the word says, then it's not true. It's deception. The, the word says, um, let's see, Jeremiah 29, 11. I'll go there because that's one of my favorite scriptures. And he says, I know the thoughts I have for you. It's thoughts mm. to prosper you. If you're feeling not prosperous, that's mm. deception. That's deception mm. because it goes against what the word says. He also goes on to say, I have, I think good thoughts uh, and not evil. If you, mm. if there's, Remnants of evilness going around, going around, that's deception because it goes against the word of God. So I was just advised to evaluate what's going on in your life versus what's what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. I would just say with that real quick um, to kind of like take the word for what it is. I think a lot of people, they because of their emotions and because of how they feel, they kind of like, they do so much with trying to twist the word up and like mm -hmm. trying to make it fit to how they feel. If the word says this, <laughs> that's what it means. Like yeah. period, right. regardless of how yeah. you feel, don't try to match it up with how you're feeling and make right. yourself feel better. Like if it's convicting you, if it's making you feel bad, let it make you feel bad, take mm -hmm. it to the Lord and deal with it. But don't, don't try to twist it up. Yeah. It's very simple. <laughs> Amen. That's good. 
Well, all right, guys, this is actually the end of season one for C4C, Christ for Culture. Thank you guys so much for all your support. Thank you for hanging with us. Thank you for being a part of the conversations. And, you know, who knows? Leave in the comments if you want us to dive deeper into purpose, maybe in season two starting season two, let us know if that's something that you're interested in, because we could go a lot deeper with our own personal stories of um, like the Lord showing us our the purpose that he has for our own lives um, and our journeys with that. So thank you guys again so much. It's a wrap for season one, y'all. Stay tuned for season one. All right. Thank you for staying tuned here to our ending prayer. Josh, go ahead and close out, my man. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you, Lord, for this episode. Thank you for all of the word that we have discussed, all the information. God, we pray, God, that uh, those that are listening, that they will be touched, that they will be uh, advised. And God, that the Holy Spirit will uh, give them the word that we have talked over. And God, that the the wisdom of the word uh, will touch their lives and that they may be blessed and uh, that they may bless others with the word as well. So, God, we ask you, God, to bless those lives that are listening. Bless the ears. God, bless the bless everybody that um that hears this podcast and god we thank you and we love you in your name we pray amen amen, amen. god bless y'all amen hey thanks for tuning in to our c4c episode we pray you've enjoyed what you've heard we would also like to stay connected with you guys please like subscribe and follow us on our social media pages god bless see you next time